Hey, what's good, everybody? This is Mr. Benja, and I'm going to be talking today about the new creative landscape. How the more things have been changing, the more things are going to remain the same. If you look at Netflix, it's the new theater. Amazon is the new mall. Zoom, the new office, right? Tinder, the new bar, and so on. We got a new situation going on in um, and creators should be definitely aware of what's happening, what's being built, how they can effectively maneuver in it. And I want to get all into all that in the in today's program. First, I uh, just wanted to thank you all for joining, sticking with me. I know it's February 2023, and I'm a little slow on getting these podcasts out. I've been working on my book, a series of ebooks, and I don't have the the juggle skills yet to switch between book writing and podcasting. So I went heavy into the book writing and the podcast kind of started to slip, slip a little bit. Uh, there's some technical issues with that too, where I got a new studio set up and things are getting changed around. So suffice to say, I've, I've still got stuff coming down the line. First book is going to be jot booking. And then the next one after that's going to be, well, I won't say it until we get closer, but jot booking is going to come out first. All right. And I want to also thank my Kickstarter backers. I got your emails. I thank you all for supporting. I want to shout out everybody that that definitely helped out. So more more little events like the Kickstarter coming up, the the book release. We're going to do getting back into doing some interviews. If there's anybody you want me to talk with, have a discussion with, shouldn't even call them interviews, let me know. We'll have them on the podcast. We'll talk with them about creativity, technology, art, design, development, or anything like that. So that's what's going to be coming down the pipeline. But as, as I said, today, today we are going to be speaking on the more things change, the more things stay the same. For the past 10 years, I'd say, I mean, definitely big in the past 10 years, we've seen an extreme shift from the, I don't even know what to call it, old world media into new world media, where we're moving into streaming devices such as your laptops, consoles, your, your phones. It's been a, it's been a weird situation where a lot of the, a lot of things have moved into the virtual space and that was especially kicked up with the pandemic. So we were kind of headed in a direction and then that just got totally forced into hyperdrive with the pandemic because everybody wanted to keep connected. Tech companies want to break new ground and make money. So as I mentioned in the preview, if you think about it, you know, where, where are we now? Where, where what, what's our situation like? Well, if you think of, of the, the people and, you know, I always tell creators this, try not to think about the platform. Think about the people on that platform. Where are they going? Where are they coming from? What's that vibe? Well, Netflix is the new theater. You do your Netflix and chill. You, you see people talking about a new movie. Like, hey, did you see such and such movie on Netflix? And I don't just mean Netflix. It's any of those platforms, HBO Max, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, whatever. It's funny, you'll get your people together and they'll talk about, yeah, I saw this new thing on Netflix. I saw this new thing on HBO. And it's kind of the way they used to talk about theaters. They still do talk about theaters, but you get the point. 
we're moving into a new digital era, era and, not, and I'm not sure where where it's going and what happens to the old tech. I want to check show versus business. Theo and I have talked about this extensively there, so you can go check that out. But this is for creators. Amazon is your new mall. Shopping malls are dying, so now we just go to Amazon. Tinder, it's like your new, you know, your bar situation. People want to get together, you know, really quickly, check through some people, see if they want to hook up, maybe become something. Tinder. Zoom is the new office place or office meetup where, you know, you got to talk to people. You don't get together on a Zoom call. No need to bring everybody into the office for three hours. Zoom calls. TikTok. Channel surfing. Used to see people that would just go through, fly through channels, that same vibe of, you know, let me catch a quick bit of this, a quick bit of that, a quick bit of this. You can see that same vibe with the swiping that's done on TikTok. Grubhub is the new restaurant. Spotify, the new music store. YouTube is like your new television. OnlyFans, it's like a version of a strip club. Google, where do you go get your information from? You used to go get it from the library, now you get it from Google. Twitter is like the town hall where everybody shows up and just starts arguing. Facebook, you know, Facebook's got a lot going on, but, you know, it's still pretty much a meetup spot where you, whether you're meeting up with your family or just talking to some friends in your in your community. You know, Facebook's motto is or was a place for friends, and I think it's still pretty much like that. Not as many bots and fakers there. Also, you've got a LinkedIn, your business thing, which is for network events, where you're networking, your professional job hunting, you know, you're trying to hire. Now, that one's owned by Microsoft. And something you might not know is that one thing that works with LinkedIn is what makes it just an awesome business is that it works for people who are looking for jobs and people who are trying to fill jobs. So in a good economy where everybody has a job, you know, and then there are a few people still looking, those people looking are, you know, trying to, or using LinkedIn to, you know, find those last few jobs or when things are going bad and there's not, there's some people hiring, you're trying to hook up the hirers or like, oh gosh, I got to get my job back on track. I got to get, got to get everything back in order, you know, if we're going to be hiring people and they have to go out and connect with people in their way. So it works from both sides, which is interesting because there's always that that turnover, that that grind, that back and forth. And having one company that can facilitate it is pretty cool. Just thought I'd throw that in there. That's an interesting one just because of that. So that's LinkedIn. And I don't know if you guys remember Ask Jeeves, but there was this website where it was like a search around the time of AltaVista, Google, Yahoo, and all that called Ask Jeeves. And the idea was that you asked it a question and it would give you an answer back like, hey, what's a nice restaurant in this area? And the whole search was set up around the idea to ask questions. And just recently, ChatGPT kind of became Ask Jeeves, where you can start asking it anything and spits out an answer. So that's the newest one on this list. Instagram, I guess you can call it kind of like a show and tell. And the Yellow Pages, and I don't know if you caught this either, the Yellow Pages is actually the new version of Yelp. I mean, not just Yelp, like, hey, this is great, or Yelp, you know, I found something. It's yellow, yellow pages. That's why it's called Yelp. 
And the yellow pages used to be just a directory of businesses and people you could look up and find, but now you can do that with Yelp. And, and that's, that's actually going away too. I shouldn't even include Yelp on the list because they're about, they're on their way out unless they change up their vibe somehow. People are just going to go to Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or whatever, talk to their friends and ask what they should eat or ask the people what they should, what, what they've been eating or what's hot in, what's hot on Instagram or whatever in terms of restaurants. So that's probably what people are going to do now. And it's funny, I'll stop and put a point on that one. People were wondering, well, how did that work if you're trying to search for a restaurant? Why would you go to TikTok or Instagram? Well, first of all, a lot of the advertisers are on there. So if you search like for food or a restaurant or TikTok Eats or whatever, the hashtag, or San Pedro Eats or Los Angeles Eats or... Seattle Eats or whatever, you know, you start searching like that and restaurants will start coming up. Interesting thing with like Instagram and the TikToks is you can start seeing the types of people who are at these restaurants. So they may be saying the food is good. They may be saying that it's just a fun experience, or it may just have a great photo opportunity and you want to go get your selfie taken at some restaurant because of the photo opportunity. I mean, People have always done that, but now it's uh, it's it's very different in putting putting companies like Yelp on on notice. All right, then we got the game arcade. That's an interesting one because that just that turned into the console a long time ago, and it's actually kind of morphed into online gaming in general. So whatever device you have, your mobile phone or whatever, you can start you know doing your gambling your your online poker you know start playing fantasy sports or whatever you know all those kind of arcade ish experiences now just happening online concerts you know they they're still trying concerts online it's definitely not the same feel and vibe you know you can get your pay-per-view or streaming version of a concert but i think the only people who have really done that right are are like Fortnite where get a group of people together and you have a Fortnite concert. If you don't know what that's about, just search YouTube for Fortnite concert. And it's, it's kind of mind blowing, you know, being an avatar inside a video game while a digital concert experience is going on. And of course, sports. And the easy answer is esports, but you know, it's, there's still that spectator element that's not completely there like you would like you have in traditional sports. So that's still getting worked out. And that's the this is the new landscape we're dealing with. And that's what I'm what I'm focused on now. Because the whole landscape is starting to change to this new interactive, connected online scenario where if you're only physical, if you're only in the real world, you're your reach is diminished. Your touch is reduced a little bit. Your connection to the people is no longer really an option. It just is kind of the way it is. And if you're, if you're older and you, you remember all those old technologies I mentioned, the theater, the mall, bar and all that, and you have fond memories of that, 
then, you know, some of this might be confusing to you. And if you're really young, you know, you may just be seeing all these new, new platforms pop up and they make, they're exciting to you. They're new, but that's what you grew up with. So what you're not seeing is the connection to the people that grew out of that. So, you know, given, given two social media platforms or two online platforms, it's like, well, this is Twitter and this is say TikTok. They've got completely different vibes, but they come from real life social situations past. As I said, the town hall, people just kind of want to get together and talk and yell at each other and throw out things. You know, these aren't really people you know, no. You're just talking to the people. It's like a town hall. But that you can't really do that on TikTok. I mean, you can start talking about things, but, you know, people are going to be like, all right, whatever, and swipe on to the next video because that's the same human vibe of channel surfing. So why do I mention all these? Well, as creators, things, we should understand that things are going to change. And instead of getting frustrated by it, confused by it, or mad at it, and trying to figure out what the next platform is going to do, what this new thing is all about, you try to try to figure out why they're attractive to so many people, why people enjoy these things, why the certain vibe of the community is the way it is. It's probably because it's tapping into a vibe that we've had before. And there are still many other vibes that we can, we can pull from that still haven't really made it big like these, these others. Um, I guess if you, you know, consider eBay, that's kind of like the auction houses, but it exists, but it's not a large social thing just yet, but it still taps in. So it still counts. I'm saying there's just a lot of things out there that we still haven't tapped into that we can. So whatever type of creator you are, were you creating something for the people who go to movies? Were you creating something for, you know, people who don't care too much about how much work something took? Or do you, you know, are you creating a more curated experience where you're only trying to let certain people in? I've seen people have a lot of problems on platforms because they didn't understand what the people there were trying to do and what they were like. They came in trying to do their own thing in a very specific way and it didn't work for them. So they got frustrated. Like if you're an artist on TikTok, that's a completely different vibe than an artist on, on Facebook or a completely different vibe than an artist on Twitter. You know, with Twitter, it's text-based primarily. So you should be talking to people more. You should be typing more. If you're on TikTok, you should be doing more, more short form video because it's pretty much all you can do. You got to start getting into what the people are into, right? The, the music, the, the, the dances, the, all the different things that show up on TikTok every so often, the polls, the, the lives, they all behave differently. So instead of trying to chase a 
vibe, I mean, chase a platform and you figure out what the people are like, figure out what platforms you like and why you like them. You know, instead of just posting away, start getting in some of these comments, start talking to people, start finding people that you like, start trying to engage in ways that make sense to you. Because not all platforms are going to make sense. And not, it's, maybe you can try something new in a, in a certain platform. You know, the, the landscape is going to tell you whether it accepts you or not. So this whole phenomenon is nothing terribly new, by the way, of, you know, different technologies and different vibes moving over. This is a very classic something that you should keep in mind and get into the habit of not just looking at a platform, but understanding why the people are acting the way they are, how they're going about their business. If you think of the old television serials and the old, the, the very first thing that they put on television, right? They were basically two things. They took stage plays and basically put a camera somewhere in the, in the 10th row and would record stage plays or very similar things to the stage play, right? You'd just have a set with decorations and actors coming in and out, doing their thing with the largely still camera. You know, of course, very quickly on, once they started making, you know, very quickly on, they started trying to, to move from that where it's like, hey, wait a minute. We don't have to just put the camera in front of the stage. We can actually pick up the camera and move it around. Like, oh, what? It's like, yeah. And we could actually take this, take this film and cut it up. And we could actually record out of order. It's like, oh, okay. So you don't have to do it all in one, one take or one shot or sequentially. Okay. And slowly over time, you know, TV starts to evolve into whatever it's going to, whatever it evolved into. And now it's, it's up to streaming. And, you know, people couldn't, couldn't imagine, you know, streaming, being able to stop a show, go backwards, pause it, send the link out to somebody, take a screen capture, review it. It just, it just didn't make sense to people. You couldn't, you know, you can't even... There's no set time to watch. I could watch it on different platforms. You can't say that I'm going to be on the large screen or a small screen or something in my pocket, whether I'm going to be sitting down watching or primarily just listening to it. All this has changed. And that's just simple TV starting from, you know, stage plays with the camera in front of them. And that's how the evolution goes, right? And then the other side, you have radio. So when we started doing radio and putting that onto television streaming, television not streaming, what you ended up with was people doing the radio dramas basically on TV. Or, I mean, they just have a group of people sitting around reading off this radio drama, still doing what they did on radio, but pumping it through the TV. So it was a very interesting thing. You also had the news, which was done from radio primarily. When the news first started, you'd have the television version 
where a guy was just sitting there reading off a sheet of paper, like he would have done in a radio station. But now he's just doing it in front of the TV. Amazingly, that really hasn't changed terribly much. You still got a guy standing around reading off a sheet of paper. This time it's a teleprompter. And they still have paper there too. You know, you see him always scribbling notes down really quickly. It's very interesting how this stuff has changed so much, but you can trace the roots. So what's the benefit of learning how to trace the roots? Well, the more you learn how to trace the roots of a creative medium, the more you can create for the future medium, because you've seen where the roots start, you can kind of start to guess, surmise, predict, hypothesize, or try to figure out where the next moves will be happening. No one knows for sure, but we're talking about probabilities here, and the people who know will make better bets and better guesses than people who don't know the history, the where things came from, or how they've gotten to where they've gotten. And when you're trying to create to a medium, it's, it's going to be beneficial to tap into that knowledge. As I said, whether it's a video game or, or whatever, it's a TV show, it's a series, it's a podcast, holla. You know, that's what you're going to see. And by the way, this isn't to, when I said about TV taking in radio and stage, that wasn't to say that was the only thing that's, that's happened. That's just the one, what I'm thinking of in terms of a visual screen. In general, people talk about the written word, the spoken word, and video. That's in total. But I was only talking about the content that was created for video when video first became a thing with the invention of the television and the invention of the moving picture. So the more things change, the more things stay the same. So creators, now that you've got all these options and you're starting to think about where your creations can go, you actually have a little bit more of a, of a difficulty because you have to figure out not just how to create, not just how to talk to your audience, you need to figure out what you're creating in respect or with respect to the platform. And the platform is not direct, as I was mentioning before, like probably shouldn't try to write for Twitter. You should try to write for the audience of Twitter. If that makes any sense. You try to write to Google SEO in particular, you should try to be writing good information that the people who search on Google would like to find, if that makes any sense. You shouldn't be trying to hack the Instagram algorithm. You should be trying to understand what the people who are invested in Instagram and really looking at a lot of Instagram, you should be trying to figure out where they're going and what they're up to and why they like what they like. And you can get a long way just by copying people who are doing well. See what they're doing. See what works for you. See what doesn't. I know a lot of creators don't like the word copy, but if you don't know what you're doing, 
if you're new to something, one of the first things you should do is try to mimic what's already there. This is what this is what humans do. Kids will mimic us walking. Kids will mimic us talking, acting, and so forth. So it's no different for coming to a new medium. Try things out, see what other people are doing, see if you like what they're doing. If you do, do more of that. If you don't, do less. And just learn about what's what's happening. I've been trying to figure out myself with with creative, you know, with putting myself out there in a different way. I've had the Mr. Benja handle for a while, but actually creating in in that vein of a, I don't want to call myself an influencer. But as a person who puts themselves out there like this, you know, as a, as a host, as a creator, as somebody who's talking more and being more of a figure, I've had to actually stop and look at people like, okay, what are these guys doing? What are these guys up to? How are they making these reels? I should try some of these. Okay, let me see what it's like to do a little, put, put my action to music. Let me just try it out. And trust me, nobody's going to care if it goes out and goes bad. Just get out in there and try it out. It'll, it'll do better for you. So once you've started like copying and trying to figure out and start getting your groove, you should get proper feedback from people. If you're not getting the proper feedback, you're either not doing enough or not doing enough of the right thing. And I don't want this to become a social media how-to discourse, but it's worth mentioning. Because now creators seem stuck with the idea that you have to get out there and create for these platforms. And to a certain degree, um, that's kind of true. It's a little frustrating at times, but... I really don't know what to say except for the fact that this kind of is the way right now. We're all becoming these very small, localized, or globalized media companies where we all behave and express ourselves through the lens of a self, you know, a self-propelled media company where we're putting out quote-unquote content. You know, our art becomes one thing, and then we make a presentation of that art, which I call content, which which people call content. I don't call the art itself content. The art is the art, and the content is the presentation of that art. I do make that distinction. So if you're a... And, and think about this. You know, comedians were trying to figure this out during the pandemic. And even before the pandemic, you know, you all saw these podcasts show up with all these comedians. People thought stand-up was dead until podcasts came around. Then comedians could just get on there and start talking. And they did what they did best. Told entertaining stories and punchlines. And they kept on doing it. Did it for hours at a time. That's where Joe Rogan came from. A lot of musicians, you know, they're the rappers. They're good for, you know, the rappers are good for telling stories, doing punchlines. They do great on podcasts. Joe Budden, Kevin Hart. So are you a comic, an athlete, technologist, painter, musician? 
are you a writer? Do you like write articles? You know, you did a lot of writing before, but now you don't want to start a blog for some reason. You don't want to start a Substack for some reason. Maybe you're used to be on, on radio or used to talking to people at events, but now you say you can't. Or maybe you're just a personality. Either way, you're creating something, right? If you're listening to this, you're probably a creator. Or maybe just like listening to my voice, but you're creating something. So with your creations and your creative ability, what mediums can you use? What platforms can you use? If there isn't a strong parallel, like, you know, Amazon being the mall or Netflix being the theater, if there isn't a strong parallel to what you already did, where could you create that? Because what I found is every time I've gone to the things that have worked for me in the past and figure it out, oh, this thing I did well in the past, here is how it can be applied to current technology, to the current state of things. Anytime I've done that, had that train of thought, it's always worked out. For example, I used to have groups of people I would always talk about comic books with. One of the first things I did in Facebook was started a group for discussing comic books, or not comic books, but hero movies. And I invited all the same people I used to talk with in college and some people even in high school, invited all those people, and we just continued that discussion. So it's not like it came out of nowhere. We just continued what we were already doing. And the group was successful. So as I started seeing people post about hero movies and say, oh, th th that person had that same kind of discussion. Let me invite them to the group. And every time I saw some of them, I'd invite more and more and more until I had a group that reminded me of all those great discussions we used to have. So how do you do that? Maybe you used to have video game nights. You used to invite a bunch of people over and play video games and eat pizza. Maybe you could still do that online. Invite a bunch of people over in a, in a certain game, GTA or something, or Red Dead Redemption. Have a, have a good gameplay session online like you used to do. Invite those same people or the same type of people. Maybe you used to get together and talk about art. Why aren't you doing that online? Why aren't you doing that in new ways? I've had a few art discussions and it's actually pretty fun. It worked out great. You know, you don't have to do Clubhouse anymore unless you, well, Clubhouse, I'm not even sure it even exists anymore, but you know, you get your Twitter spaces, get your Discord if you, you're up to that, your Slack. There are many ways to do these things. Don't let your creativity be stifled. In fact, I can say that because I had my creativity stifled for a little bit because I didn't understand this whole that whole premise. I mean, I thought I did, but it wasn't working out, and I was playing to the algorithm for too long, playing to what I thought I should be posting instead of my real genuine thoughts, my real genuine attitudes and behaviors and feelings towards how I communicate and how I express myself. 
I didn't take the time to understand how I could find those people online. And now I have. Now I'm really starting to get there, I think. And so I wish that for you. If you've got any ideas on how you've connected with people online, how you've built your creativity online or have any questions on it, I may actually come back to this if you, you know, send me an email, contact, contact me on social media or whatever. It's an interesting thing. You can, there, there's still plenty of, plenty of things that haven't been really transferred to the online space in a large way or the new media space, whatever you want to call it. And that means the possibilities are are kind of kind of endless. Like it really just boggles the mind how many things we used to do and we've stopped doing it in a lot of ways because there's no way to hook up with people now. Or we think there's no way. Or we act like there's no way. But all the technology's there. We've just been sold on what they're trying to sell us. In fact, as of this moment, Twitter is now charging for Twitter Blue. So they're charging for social media, which they never said. I mean, which we a lot of people didn't think they would do for a while. Now Meta is also charging for access. You get your verified Meta status. So now if you're on Facebook, you probably you may want to get into that if you're worried about impersonation. You know, it's another revenue stream. And once people see that it can be successful, they're going to start doing more and more of it. Just waiting to see what TikTok does. Waiting to see what, well, OnlyFans are already charges you. You know that. I'm waiting to see what all these other companies do. LinkedIn has a premium version. Chat GPT has a premium version. Obviously, your video game consoles and games have your, your passes, your season passes you pay for. So everything's kind of turning into a subscription now. And we already knew that, but this is the next change where we're starting to see these paid groups of individuals where we're paying to be in a society, in a community, in a grouping. So I don't know. Maybe I'll start one. Maybe I'll take all these creative talks and everything and put them up there. Man, Tony Brooms, um, good guy. He suggested that I start start a Patreon or something like that. I'll definitely be doing that. My friend Al also said something like that. So I'll make sure to, I'll make sure to get on that. But in the meantime, I just wanted to get back on this podcasting kick and keep these around 40 minutes to an hour not go too long on these and do more of them with more focused topics. So let me know what you think about more things changing, the more they stay the same. Um, send me some ideas on what you could, what you think we could be doing online that we that we aren't doing yet. You know, are, are we really going to, you know, art galleries? Are you going to amusement parks? Are we going out for a walk? I mean, we still, we kind of go to the grocery store. I mean, you know, it, there, there are these experiences that are halfway and, you know, maybe you shouldn't even try to recreate some of these experiences digitally, but digital is going to affect all of it. So, I'm always just interested in interesting ideas that could happen in the future. Not trying to steal any ideas. Just, I like the exercise of talking about them. Anyway, that's going to be it for me in this one. Thank you so much. Always check me out, mrbencha.com. You can catch all my social there. Love you. Take care. Peace. 
Hey, thanks for joining me on this podcast. You all make everything I do possible, and I really do appreciate it. So even if you've got me on social, please visit mrbinja.com and see what's happening and how deep the rabbit hole goes. All right, I'll see you next time. Peace.